Welcome to Social Workers Break Room. This is Imelda. And I'm Jennifer. And today we bring you the one-year anniversary edition. Happy birthday, everyone! Aww. We're eating salads now. Should we get a smash cake? We should. We might be walking. We probably have some good teeth coming in. <laughs> Stay with us. What do we do when we're one? What do one-year-olds do? Imelda and I are childless. We're not the, <laughs> we're not the experts here. <laughs> the experts in this. Um, uh, we're increasing object permanence. I know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might be, are we saying like mama and dada? Oh, yeah. Maybe? Oh, yeah. yeah. We've got like probably five to ten words. Uh-huh. Mostly so babbling, though. We have a few words. Uh, we're babbling. We're eating solids. Definitely crawling. Yeah, might be walking. I think we're good. We're in, in, in a good direction. Yeah. You know? Well, happy. Exactly. Everyone's going to grow up sometime, I guess. <laughs> or maybe not. Happy one year anniversary. Oh, why, thank you. Happy one year anniversary to you. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, it's so hard to believe it has already been a whole year of social workers' break room. Um, it seems like yesterday that we were sitting in my kitchen table. Um, I think it was like... Close to Thanksgiving, probably. Yeah, right? it was like Thanksgiving, Christmas time. It was cold. Yeah, it was cold, and my brother was visiting because my brother, you know, he's our he's our um, our producer um, and editor for. Shout out to Sal. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was visiting from California, so he was here in Arizona with us, and we were, you know, planning, and he was teaching us how to connect the microphones, and we just. We just we're, we're bad at it. We we sucked at it for the first few few times. Um, we don't like Facetime him for help. I'm like, hey, so um, how do we connect this? What does this car go? go? <laughs> He's like, uh, you're doing it wrong. I'm like, uh, okay. But we <laughs> there was one time that I took the SD card out without t- turning the machine off, and oh, he was yes. like, oh my god, <laughs> and I was like. What's wrong? He's like, it's okay. Just don't ever do that again. <laughs> it's okay for this time. Don't ever do that again. But Which is like the best advice <laughs> someone can give you. Don't panic, but God damn it, don't do that again. I feel like 23 episodes and I think we, we got the whole setting up the microphones and the SD card and all the other stuff. I think we, we got it under control. If anything, that's the one thing that... We figure it out. Oh, yeah. People are like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, um, you need stuff. You need, you need stuff. talent. You need software. You need a plan. Yeah. You need, you need a sale. <laughs> you need a sale. You need an honor. <laughs> You're like, yes. A website. Oh, my God. But so we, I feel like we have grown so much. You know, we have two seasons and tw- 23 episodes. I believe this is 23rd episode. Yeah. Um, when we first launched in July 2020, the world was a complete mess because of COVID. Thank you, COVID. And honestly, we didn't expect to have the response and the amazing support that we have received. Uh, we're so happy that all of you are enjoying our content and our singing and our ranting sometimes. It's been fun. Yeah, these uh, pandemic babies are a different breed, our Ex- podcast included. Exactly. I feel like... The pandemic just created a whole other layer of people wanting to connect and people wanting to share their experiences. And yeah, it's been it's been great sharing with all of you. So today we 
as we were thinking of how to celebrate the one year anniversary and and shots, it's yes, you know, the regular stuff, um, you know, blacking out and all that stuff. But um, (laughs) a healthier way of doing it will be to do a compilation of our most popular episodes. (laughs) Is that bringing memories? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the ironic thing is, is like, you know, it's like it's 12 on a Saturday. It's the opposite of shots over here. Melda and I have like a coffee and a cliff bar. And we had a very long conversation about antiacids and, <laughs> and uh, about Tums, of Tums and, and Pepto, food allergies, milk, magnesium, and how you layer them. <laughs> and here we are, like, <laughs> no, we're not. No, no, we I, might have I a remember. vodka soda and go to bed by nine. <laughs> Yes, watching uh, the newest true crime uh, show on Netflix, probably. So, but we like to pretend that we're, you know, still wild and free mm-hmm. as we used we're to We're young be. and hip. Yeah. And so anyway, back to the content of our episode. So we figure what better way to celebrate one year anniversary than to doing a very quick compilation of our most popular episodes, uh, the episodes that all of you ha- continue listening to and sharing. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a few of them that have become very popular in the, you know, thousands of downloads per episode. So we wanted to honor what you like and highlight some of those episodes. So I would like to start by highlighting the episodes that are focused on social work students. Um, I feel like we have uh, a good following of social work students, both undergrad and graduate, and also recent graduates as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And I feel like the social work student episodes um, are popular because, you know, it's just relevant. So we wanted to take some time um, and go through some of those. One of my favorite ones is the New Grad Survival Guide, Mm. which um, it aired on May 20th of 2021. So not too long ago. And this has been one of our most popular episodes so far. Uh, It has great info for new graduates or pretty much anyone who is in the job search market or looking to move to, you know, from one field to another, Mm -hmm. one field of social work to another. Um, It has step-by-step ideas on how to start your job search, how to identify your areas of interest and how to prepare for interview process. So make sure to listen for more on some of the interview questions that Jennifer and I added on the episode for you on uh, based on experience, based yeah. on on the interviews that we have done or they we have we've been part of, um, and it gives you a good idea of what to expect. Another social work student episode is the 2020 student edition. This was aired on August 27 of 2020. So shortly after we launched. And if you're a social work student, this episode is for you. Um, Going to school to be a social worker, especially in 2020, 2021, isn't like any other time in history. So Jennifer and I have been university instructors for a few years now. And on this episode, we share insights of you know, what grading looks like, what professors are looking for, APA style, um, navigating virtual versus in-person classes, field internships. Mm. So this, this, this episode is packed with useful tips and information that will help you navigate 
Um, I think especially still now that some schools are now transitioning back to in-person classes and it's just that, you know, that great area of how to navigate all those changes. So, yeah, is the pandemic over or not? Yeah, are we are we back to normal? Are we not? Are we in on hold? So this will uh, check out this episode. As again, it aired on August 27, 2020. Um, it was part of our f- first season. Yeah. And another one that was very popular and I feel like um, a lot of you have you know in, in different social media channels have expressed interest and um, more content about the LMSW exam mm-hmm. so how to ace your LMSW exam aired on May 6 2021 and this is one of our newer episodes but it has gained popularity quickly because a lot of you are in the process of preparing for the exam or obtaining your license so Jennifer talks about study materials, links to tutorials, um, tips on how to process and retain important information for the test. Again, this is a, a, a great tool, a great episode that you can refer back to um, anytime that you're, you know, continuing getting ready for your for your LMSW exam. Um, even if it's, you know, in the future, if you're not taking your exam um, right now, you can, you know, pin it down or save it. And I'm sure it will be useful for when you're ready to take that step. Absolutely. And we know while we have a lot of kind of young, new to the field social workers and students, we also are lucky enough to have a lot of folks who are in the field or are already kind of doing that clinical work. Um, So some of our more clinical episodes, um, you know, kind of by far our most popular episode is the three common challenges. Mm -hmm. So this was the second episode or kind of our first real content-based episode that we ever released. So this is back from May 15th, 2020. So quite some time ago, um, in this episode, we cover, you know, a couple different topics, three main ones. And this is, you know, one of my favorite episodes, not just because of the content in it, but because we created these amazing handouts to go with the episode. I have shared them with students. I have embedded them in PowerPoints. I've used them at jobs. You know, we've encouraged people to share them. They did, you know, well on social media because they're beautiful, they're really handy, and they're really relevant. Um, So some of the content that's in that episode is collaborative documentation and billable hours all the time, every job, you know, if you have a productivity metric, or we understand that agencies have to bill out for our services so that they can pay us, we can put food on our table. So we want to make that process as easy and as painless as possible. And I love how in this episode, in a couple different ways, we really break that down, you know, and Imelda and I, you know, genuinely with firsthand experience, Mm -hmm. right? Like we've both worked in the field for some time, you know, this is how we got through it and again, have moved into higher positions in the field. I think in a lot of ways, because of it, you have to really master those elementary granular job skills before Mm -hmm. you're going to, you know, continue to coach and teach and train and move into other parts of the field. So we have some really practical, concrete um, information on collaborative documentation and things that help meet billable hours. The other two parts of this episode, you know, talking about, you know, new grad survival guide and that first, you know, couple interviews you go on after you graduate, you know, for those of you, especially who are a little bit deeper into the field, and even if you're not, 
Another thing we go over this episode is, you know, we created like a practical guide to getting a job you love. And I feel like it's relevant not only for new grads, but especially right now in this economy. There are lots of jobs open. Lots of folks are really looking for, you know, hungry, motivated um, employees who want to be innovative. Um, and a lot of, in a lot of ways, like this is really the market for employees, mm-hmm. right? Like you are at a time in history like no other for multiple reasons where you're really in a position to interview the interviewer, mm-hmm. right? They're not just looking for you, you're looking for them. So we have some really good concrete questions that help you, you know, kind of no matter which part of the field you're trying to get into, get a really good feel for what that job might look like mm-hmm. so that you get into the job that you love and can continue to grow there. For those of you who are already at a job you love, we also talked about setting boundaries at work. You know, what are some practical phrases you can use? What does that look like once you've, again, gotten to that job you love or, again, kind of working backwards? You know, this is what I want to do every day. What do I need to ask in an interview? You know, we talk about a lot of tips in that area. It's really one of the best investments you can make in yourself is to set those good, clear boundaries. And again, even if you've been in a job 10 years, it is never too late to set boundaries. All you have to do is stick with them once you set them. And I think, you know, Amelda referenced it earlier. That was our first, you know, kind of content driven episode where we recorded it at her apartment. Uh, For those of you who don't know, because, you know, maybe you haven't caught one of our quick Instagram stories, we ended up shifting to recording them at my house. We'd have a little more space, be Mm -hmm. a little bit more COVID friendly at the time. Um, But that very first time, you know, Amelda's brother was there with us the whole time, you know, really coaching us <laughs> through it, making me feel like I was much funnier than I actually am. Um, <laughs> so really, you know, shout out to Sal. And, you know, I find it ultimately ironic that if he inserts, you know, any sort of applause or cheering here, you know, it's really him cheering for himself because he's <laughs> the one who has to insert it. So I hope he does it because he deserves it. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Just the best. Uh, One of the other ones that's really popular in kind of this more clinical-driven category is, you know, the easy depression-busting skill episodes. That came out on March 25th of 2021. Um, definitely a favorite. It is easy to implement. It's appropriate for social workers of almost any skill level. So even if you are in case management today, but hope to be a therapeutic LMSW someday, or hope to be an LCSW in private practice, or even to use it on yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you work in macro, or maybe you're a student who's having trouble motivating yourself to do homework or to get that work-life balance. You know, that episode really goes over a concrete breakdown of like, like, here's what it looks like. Here's how to do it. And, you know, thank you again to Imelda for being my wonderfully uh, compliant client. <laughs> it's This is a, a tool that I I use in my personal life, too. So it's, uh, it's something that it can be applicable to your work with clients, but also your personal life. So this episode was really... Um, insightful. Absolutely. I think one of the other ones, you know, kind of speaking of that insight and hard-won wisdom that we often hope to share with you is our trainings and CEUs episode. You know, this is another one that I really wish a lot of people would listen to. If you haven't yet, it is the one that is out for February 25th of 2021. So another one from this season. I, you know, interview and talk to folks all the time who are really wasting their money on trainings. You know, they're like, oh, I went and I spent $1,000 on this certificate. I'm like, okay, tell me what you can do now that you didn't do before. Well, I have the certificate. 
well, how do you use it in your work life? How do you use it with clients? Oh, it was pretty much all the stuff I got in grad school. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and you paid $1,000 for that? Don't you have enough student loans? Why are you paying for stuff you already know? Um, Or the opposite, you know, I see a lot of folks, you know, it's 30 days before their license is due and they're just clicking through their CEUs. You know, the point of continuing education units is that social workers are constantly growing and moving and changing and advancing and innovating field. And we don't want to be like other professions who say that your grad school or your bachelor's undergrad experience is the end of your education. We need to be up to date both for our own sanity and best practice as well as for clients. It's really the most ethical thing you can do is be up to date on the best types of practice. So it kills me when it comes up, you know, 30 days before someone's license and I see someone clicking through a bunch of videos or failing a quiz to get the answers and then clicking them all or control finding through documents. You know, that's not the point of the CEUs. They're really there to help you and your clients. So think about them in advance and pick the right ones. And really, that's a lot of what this episode is about, is how do you find the right ones so that you can make sure this is actually going to be useful information for you versus a chore or something you do because you have to. You know, I hope that for a lot of you someday, if not today already, that trainings and CEUs become something that you want to do because you want to be better, more innovative, and again, a more up-to-date social worker for your clients. Definitely. And I feel like also those trainings give... Uh, people the confidence too, mm-hmm. you know, boosting confidence and um, and trust that they that they have the skills needed to provide services to their clients, and because it is the the nature of our podcast that we have content for both micro um, and macro social workers, um, we have a quick compilation of our most popular episodes regarding macro work, macro social work. One of them is a transition from clinical to macro, which aired on March 11th, 2021. This is one of my personal favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually recently share some content on our Instagram page um, on our top five tips for for transitioning from micro to macro. Uh, We talked about revamping your resume, expanding your network. um, And these are all the tips that have helped Jennifer and I navigate jobs between clinical and macro fields. Um, One of the tips that we share was the importance of getting involved in local politics or knowing who those key decision makers in the community are, uh, those local community leaders. And this is not only important for growing your personal network um, and getting connected to other opportunities, but also because a lot of macro social work positions are related to advocacy. Mm. Um, so if you are someone who are th- who is thinking of going from clinical to macro, think of that you will need to start getting more involved in your community as a whole, as a large entity, um, and getting connected to what's happening at the local level, school district, um, city council, state representatives, et cetera, because they are the ones who make the decisions that will probably impact the life of the clients that you serve or the nonprofit that you're working for. So this leads us to activism and advocacy. This episode was um, aired on October 29th, 2020. And this episode takes us from activism and advocacy to how to start. We we get this question often in our own personal lives too, you know, students or social workers who they want to be more involved in activism and advocacy, but don't know where to start. So on this episode, we share 
useful steps and, and tips as well on how to start getting involved in your local community by volunteering at a, being part of a board of a nonprofit or being part of a collaborative, even if it's a, if it's a volunteer, a volunteer position or um, having those discussions with your current supervisor and letting them know that, Hey, I'm interested in getting more involved at the macro level. Um, are there any coalitions that I can join and I can uh, represent our agency? Um, so taking that extra step to be involved at, at that level makes a big difference. It's a great place to start. So if you are someone who wants to be more involved in advocacy and activism in your community, um, listen to this episode. Again, it aired on 20, October 29, 2020. And um, this is a, a great way to to also remind ourselves of getting, you know, going back to the roots of our social work profession of being community leaders and change makers. So Highly recommended um, to check this episode out. And also one episode that has been um, requested quite often is title protection. You know, when we think of change, um, changing our communities, we often don't think about supporting other social workers, supporting our profession. You know, sometimes we always, always think of um, supporting the the causes that we care about, the people that we care about. And, but sometimes, you know, we put ourselves in the back burner. So Tyler Protection is this uh, great movement that I feel like is growing more and more um, nationwide about supporting social workers, having Tyler Protection in, in different states, making sure that they're getting paid what they're worth, uh, that their caseloads are not as heavy as they should um, to prevent burnout and to ensure that social workers are getting paid livable wages and and based on uh, the great education that that we receive. So um, this this topic has been very popular in the last few years in different states. And the question is, you know, how do we elevate and ensure that our profession is well represented and respected? We know that title protection might look different state by state because we don't have a national mandate or national law that protects social workers as, as, as a whole profession. But on this episode, Jennifer and I share a little bit about how what, what we have done um, in Arizona, at least, and trying to to push for that tire protection, how to um, at least start that conversation at the state level and bring that awareness of how this is needed. So if you want to learn some ideas on how we started the process, how the type of conversations that we had with elected officials to gain their support. Um, check out this episode, Tether Protection, uh, September 24th, 2020. And we know a lot of you, while you listen to the podcast for information, you know, whether again, you're a student, you're clinical, you're macro, you're looking to make a change, find out specific information, again, something like title protection, where do I even start? What does it even look like? What does it even mean? Um, a lot of you listen to podcasts for fun. A lot of you listen to them casually, you know, whether it's on your drive home or maybe you're taking a walk. We found out that uh, many people are listening to our podcasts on Apple Watches and Roku's and Amazon Echoes and iPods. Somebody's listening to us on like an OG iPod. Which, If, if you are that person who listens to us on an iPod, please message us on yeah, Instagram. We just, we want to understand. Yeah. Like, and also it's awesome. I know. Yeah, like what kind of iPod? Do you, I don't think they sell them anymore, right? They're largely discontinued. Yeah, I don't so, think so. It has to be one of the OGs. 
So shout out to you, whoever you are. Thanks for, I'm glad we've made it accessible, but also thank you for accessing it. (laughs) So we know that, again, a lot of you are listening to us in all sorts of places and spaces and that you might be not looking for, you know, to retain concrete information at the time that you access the podcast. So we've made sure that throughout our seasons, you know, we've kind of sprinkled in some episodes that have a little bit of a lighter feel or a little more fun, maybe more accessible. Maybe you have someone who's in a social work adjacent field, isn't a social worker, isn't interested. And you're like, I found this great podcast, but you know, I, my boyfriend isn't a social worker, so why would I share it with him? Or why would I share it with a family member, even though Imelda and Jennifer are awesome? (laughs) Um, So these are some episodes that we feel are more universally applicable, you know, have a little more of a fun feel, you know, maybe you had a really tough day at work and you're looking for some light on your way home. Um, So the first one that's been most popular in kind of this lighter category is the coping skills and self-care episode. So this was episode three in season one. It came out on May 15th, 2020. And one of the things we talk about in this episode is the levels of self-care, as well as the difference between self-care and self-soothing, which if you're not familiar with that concept and understanding what those differences are, please go check this out. They're very important. They're very different. Um, And it's a great way to kind of understand it in an accessible way. You know, not only is it good for you and your care, but it's also good for your clients. You need to be able to recognize their differences between self-care and self-soothing and how to set them up on these sustainable pathways. Another thing that we talk about in this episode when we talk about self-care is community care and kind of this idea of expanding the way that meso-social work works. You know, for those of you who have a formal social work education, that micro-meso-macro layer, kind of really emphasizing that meso layer and mutual aid, which mutual aid really, I think, caught you know, storm or fire while during the pandemic, because it's been absolutely essential for us to rely on each other and our communities and solve our way out of this. Natural supports. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I firmly believe that mutual aid is the future. So this is a great accessible way for you to break it down, not only for yourself and your life, but also for your clients. How do you kind of really maximize that meso layer of care? Another one, um, Again, that, you know, we go back and listen to it now and it's like, man, (laughs) that was really just what it was at the time is the social work in times of COVID episode. Um, So that was season one, episode four came out on May 21st of 2020. And, you know, just thinking back to them, like remembering how tough that transition was for everybody and how little we knew at the time of what the next year was going to look like. And Mm -hmm. as we have travel resuming and, you know, Amelda and I are both vaccinated and that's such a gift. And, you know, we've been thinking about all these shifts back to normal, but also having to acknowledge how different things are now and really how different things should continue to be. You know, we learned a lot during this last year, you know, things like remote workers really kept companies and businesses alive for the last 18 months, Mm -hmm. you know, being forced to make those really difficult transitions. And now that things are going back to more normal, it's being treated like a privilege that you have to earn when for so many families, that was a sacrifice that kept the economy moving forward. Very true. And, you know, same thing like we mentioned before with the social work students, you know, just even children also going back to school, colleges going back to full in person for the fall again, and thinking back to, again, how 
difficult that transition was to, you know, remote learning at the time and how many parents had to manage so many functions and so many roles in their life, you know, and also acknowledging all the barriers that were removed during COVID and how many of them we don't need to put back in place. So even though it's, you know, again, kind of like more of a time capsule episode may not feel 100% relevant and maybe a good one to go back and check out as well as we think of this transition back to normal. And again, that activism and that advocacy, all of those barriers that we were removed. So we have kind of those fresh eyes on to make sure that they don't reappear for ourselves or our clients or our students, depending on your role. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, really silly one and one of my favorites for sure. If you haven't checked out the 2020 Dumpster Fire Edition one yet, <laughs> uh, this came out on December 30th, 2020. You should check it out for my impression of an electric guitar alone. <laughs> uh, I am no Peter Frampton, but like I went hard and Sal backed me up on that. So um, it's worth checking out, you know, the first. 30 seconds if you just need a chuckle on your way home, but I think you'll be hooked. At least the intro is Absolutely. the best. <laughs> so again, it's another thing that a lot of those same things, you know, our perspective on the pandemic in May versus December versus what it is now, you know, but in so many ways, that's still great information. It's still really relevant information. But, you know, I think of how we think of that information now and how we're going to think about it in five and 10 years, you know, it's interesting that those episodes also kind of serve as a time capsule to what was Mm -hmm. relevant to survive and thrive at those two points in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was, um, as, as challenging as it was to launch a podcast in the middle of a pandemic, I, I think it was the right thing to do at that time because now like you're mentioning it's all the content that we put together to try to help and just provide some guidance and support to social workers and students uh, during like very, I I hate saying challenging times because everyone uses that, (laughs) but during all this like weird stuff happening, um, it it serves now as a time capsule that, you know, years forward, we'll, hear back and refer back and say like remember when we had to do this and remember when there was no toilet paper remember when (laughs) uh, all like field placements were shutting down and students were struggling to get their hours done and so many things that happened and all the growth of the Black Lives Matter uh, movement and how it was you know perceived by all this great conversation that we had within our profession as well too um, on social media I think this this is so so fascinating, you know, that we'll look back um, years from now and and we'll have all this, I guess, footprint of navigating all this together. Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, there's a lot of situations we talk about, I'm sure, with like, you know, ourselves regarding career or different opportunities we get involved in, as well as, you know, when we're thinking about motivating and connecting clients you know, there's never, a lot of times there's never a good time, right? Like you're never really ready. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think of, you know, you don't have to be amazing to get started, but you have to get started to be amazing, right? Like there was no perfect time to launch a podcast. There was no perfect time, you know, for us to be us and to (laughs) lay it out there and hope that people liked it. You know, again, 
we weren't amazing when we got started. We had a lot of help. We had a lot of support. But now that we've gotten started, we have the chance to be amazing. So I hope that's something you consider as you look at your next year and we look at our next year of our podcast. You know, it's really been such a joy to spend the last year with you and watch it grow. Again, it's been one of the most interesting years in social work history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we really couldn't be more grateful for, you know, we're up to about 23,000 people who have listened to an episode and almost 30K of you who follow us on Instagram. And we know a lot of you have been with us since the very beginning, since pre-podcast. And, you know, you share it with your friends and your colleagues and hopeful social workers. And again, we can't express our gratitude enough. We love all of you deeply. And here's to another year of podcasting. Here's to another year. We're excited to to share what what's coming and to continue growing and listening to your feedback on what type of content you you want you want to hear. And yeah, we're excited for second year. Thank you all for supporting and for putting up with our shenanigans um, on on the podcast and also for everything you do for the social work community. Cheers. Bye. Clink insert clink noises. Bye.